0: Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Long Live Rock and Roll Podcast. The episode you're about to hear is part one of a long discussion that myself and Felipe had with vocal tutor and vocal performer Daria, where we counted and listed our top five rock vocalists. The episode was too long to put out as one whole episode, so what we've done is we've decided to split it into two parts. Part one, which is vocalists five to three you're hearing today, and part two, which will be vocalists two to one, will be appearing in two weeks' time. Enjoy! Hello there and welcome back everyone to another episode of the Long Live Rock and Roll Podcast. As usual to my left is my co-host Felipe Amrin. How's it going man? All good man? And hello, to man. his left is our special guest who's actually my wife. Uh, we call her Dash but you, you can call her Daria. Uh, Daria's yeah. a vocal coach, a vocal teacher and a vocal performer as well. So welcome Dash. Should I say should I say? hello babe? Is that more normal? Yeah that's yeah. fine. Uh, that's say that on the <laughs> Hi I'm, everyone,
1: good to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: I will... Um, I will call you Dash throughout the episode. Mm -hmm. So tell our audience a bit about yourself, Dash.
1: Um, Well, like last said, I'm a singer, vocal coach, and actually a YouTuber as of recently as well. And I, I'm just mad about music, as all of us. Here are um, I love rock, and I'm really excited for today's uh, special vocalists episode. That's it, yeah,
0: yes. so what we're doing today, as Dash just said, is we are choosing each of our top five vocalists. And we're gonna go from five, 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 four, 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 so we get to our favorite vocalist each. Um, Mm -hmm. And what we're going to do is, we're not going to sort of study them or look at them in depth, we're just going to talk about why we like them, give you guys some songs in the playlist of why we like them and their vocals, Um, so yeah, without further ado, let's get going. Guests first, so Dash, who's your number 5 top rock vocalist? My
1: number 5 Did we settle
0: on rock, or was it just vocals?
1: We We said There's an emphasis on rock this time, yeah.
0: So without further ado... It's it's
2: still the Rock and Roll podcast, isn't it? Yes, yeah. Maybe we'll do do
0: opera vocalists another in a few years. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Without further ado, let's begin. And here is Dash's fifth top rock vocalist.
1: Steven Tyler of Aerosmith. Wow. Yeah, I know. I know. So I actually only recently started listening through all their albums. I know, like, the hits, you know, Dream On walk this way all these big songs that they did but i never really studied his voice and Laz is like i i am a bit of a nerd i really love analyzing voices and it's like my thing so um i just decided that i'm going to start from album one and it just completely blew me away his vocals oh my goodness you know from the first album he was just on point. It's not like, you know, they just did the first album and he went and got some vocal coaching and then he came back and he was like, Wow. No, it he was, was wow from, from the movie. beginning. Yeah, it was just always great.
0: Has he has he stayed consistent throughout the albums?
1: Yeah, I think so. Have you noticed an
0: improvement or a drop off? I don't it, or think is it's it, like the it same.
1: You know, I don't think it's like an improvement. I think it's just it's just different. Because your voice, you know, as you age as well, it changes. And you get um, kind of thicker tone sometimes because of that, and, and that's not a bad thing. I actually think sometimes aging, like, uh, for example, the Metallica singer, yeah, yeah, James. So I think with age, his voice actually got better.
0: He's got so much better
1: with age, James. But he, he,
2: he kind of started studying properly later yeah. on in life. I so that's I have, the
1: difference Yeah, I have too, a feeling
2: right? that, that uh, uh, Steven Tyler was... Always into actually practicing and and and, and going to the technical side of it. I saw them live, oh, but from uh, about, probably about yeah, ten years too. ago. Did I don't know how old he yeah. is now. He was he was probably sixty when I saw yeah, him he's on stage, still already. killing he's it. He's quite, and he was yeah, like, he's, he's
1: not young anymore. <laughs> and he was
2: singing everything in the original keys and saying...
1: it's, oh, quite, how, it's impressive.
2: How dare you be yeah. s- being so good? <laughs> I saw them, <laughs> It's I saw shocking. Them, yeah, I
0: saw them at Download <laughs> Festival a few years ago, and they were very very good. Even then, like you said, yeah. it must have been. If you saw him 10 years ago and I saw him five years ago, he must be 65 yeah. <laughs> at least. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, again, he's still going. Um, but that's yeah. just got to be the result of good vocal training, right? And good technique.
1: I'm not sure, actually. But I do think he had vocal training. I also know that he had throat surgery. Oh, really? For in 2006. What? I don't know what triggered it. But, unfortunately, you see that happen yeah. in vocalists who... He's been around for a while.
2: There you go. I found here. He's seventy-three years old.
1: Wowie, you know. So yeah, he's been what on stage for yeah for however fifty yeah, decade, years, 50, decade, 50, yeah. fifty
2: years or more. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. He's been
1: distorting. You know, he's probably got a lot of distortion in his voice. He screams. You know, he can he does these little screams very very well, and uh, his songs are quite high up. Like they're in a really high range for I mean. a male. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, I'm not, like, surprised at he had a surgery. Obviously, it's awful, you know. It's not something that anyone would want. But I'm not, like, shocked at that when I found that out. Yeah. Almost. Do
2: you know, do know um, one thing he doesn't do? What? is to hold the microphone so the audience can sing. He, he does, does sing all. every single chorus
0: <laughs> in every sing. single gig. <laughs> That's normally <laughs> singers take that opportunity to yes, give themselves a break yeah, do they. Exactly.
1: Absolutely we do. But, um, <laughs> it's called
0: the Bon Jovi <laughs> yeah. Technique. Oops. Excellent. So uh, Dash, can you give us a few Aerosmith or Steven Tyler songs? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to actually,
1: I'm going to go with not something super famous, okay, because I think some of the songs that I found are absolutely brilliant and his vocals are just brilliant there. So let me just get on my playlist.
0: As usual, guys, this will be on the uh, playlist link that we put in the show notes near the bottom of whatever platform you're on, Apple or Spotify. Uh, Find the playlist link. It will take you to the Spotify playlist that we've created with all the songs that we've all put in for you to listen to alongside the episode before or after.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I'll give you two that I really liked. Perfect. It's One Way Street from one of the early albums, like 70s, something, initially. It's really early. And I also liked, actually, most of the album called Nine Lives.
0: You can put a link for the album there.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. But, I, I, what but the track Ain't That a Bitch.
0: Ain't That a Bitch we from can swear Nine Lives. Um, Fuck, yeah. you can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you you can fuck you can right let's move on to Felipe's fifth favourite rock vocalist right um, I'm sorry to
2: say that Dash but the show hasn't started yet because oh. I need to open my oh career. we
0: forgot here go we go on. oh there we go there we go welcome to the show let's now um, rewind uh, Dash's fifth vocalist uh, Steven Tyler <laughs> <Yeah. we go. laughs> Felipe's fifth vocalist
2: it's quite a different style of singing and quite a different accent okay. compared to Stephen Tyler. Greg Lake from Emerson Lake and Palmer and King Crimson yeah. and his solo career nice. as well. Beautiful. What a singer, right?
0: Well, yeah. Because he's,
2: he's, he, well, he's famous for being like a prog musician and obviously people talk a lot about his bass playing and they talk a, a lot about the instrumental bits and in all the bands he plays, played with. So you, you, you think about King Crimson, he did the first album only, right? If I'm not wrong, and um, everyone talks about Robert Fripp's guitar playing, everyone talks about you know the whole production, the whole instrumental bits, but they, I, I rarely hear people talking about how good he is as a singer. you mm. know And obviously, he wrote beautiful songs and and all the mm. stuff, but his his vocals are so clean and so spot on. Yeah, his is that pronunciation like as, well? as well. Yeah, is that what you like best about? Yeah, I think just 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 an it's just it sounds like an angel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a beautiful you know, that's voice that's a good way of describing yeah. it has got a very angelic voice it's clean it's smooth the tone's lovely you can hear every word he says which I feel you can't always do with, with singers which is one yeah. of the
2: main things for me if I can't understand all the lyrics without reading them and I it's every it's single syllable. It's like clear and you know? it's crystal clear. Yeah. When
0: it's, it's good, simple.
1: isn't it? When you when you know exactly what the song is about because the singer's communicating it this way.
0: Yeah, that's a good yeah, point. You do appreciate. Uh, Felipe, songs of Greg's lakes. Greg uh, lakes.
1: Greg <laughs> Greg's lakes.
0: Lake. We're so. Did we're he so, have more than one lake? <laughs> I was thinking Greg's is in the sausage rolls. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: yeah. maybe that's why I like him. He's yeah. <laughs> got Greg in a name. Um, Oh, yeah, Take a Pebble from the first album, for sure. Uh, Still You Turn Me On from uh, "Brin Salad Surgery. Uh, both albums by uh, Emma Sillick and Palmer. You suggested a King Crimson song. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: In the Court of the Crimson King from the album oh, yeah. In the Court of the Crimson King by King Crimson. Those three uh, will be in the playlist. Um, now, Joe, anything else to say about Greg Lake? Or are you happy? Ah, uh, I just listen to him. That's right. <laughs> just oh yeah. Oh, the yeah, there's a uh, well. Uh, uh,
2: listen to his solo stuff; it's beautiful.
0: Yeah, excellent. Yeah. All right, right. My fifth top rock vocalist is a man named Corey Taylor. Um, Corey Taylor is the singer slash shouter slash screamer of Slipknot. <laughs> um, but I said this in that order, purposely trying to be funny because he does all three of them, and I think to an excellent extent. I've been a Slipknot fan for probably about two well close to two decades now and i've heard him do everything he has this powerful voice that commands the song uh slipknot are a band who i want to listen to the instruments i want to listen to the guitar riffs i want to listen to the drumming but all i can ever focus on is his voice and whether that's him shouting and screaming or singing Corey, for me runs that band
2: it's interesting um, what you said uh we were listening to these songs before and you said like Once he starts singing, I can't hear anything else. It's just like he takes (laughs) over. And it's really hard to do that in a heavy band.
0: Oh, yeah. Exactly. Because metal is very complicated. There's lots of riffs going on. If there's not complicated riffs, then the drumming's probably a bit complicated. So to have a singer, in my opinion as a heavy metal fan, to have a singer take away from the music because he's so good and commanding, that says to me... Fucking great well, vocalist. Yeah. You know how we saw boring. them in
1: Download? Yes. So, um... We've seen them twice I, together, you know Yeah, I mean, at that point... So, let's get... get the first time Dash saw Slipknot, story. it was a bit of
0: a, a rude awakening, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> We've been together <laughs> for about six months, and it uh, took Uh-oh. it to see... No, a bit longer? A couple of months. Oh, a couple of months, and I took it to see Slipknot, which God, that's so romantic. <laughs> it was a, it was a co- coffee in a cafe, West End, um, West End yeah. show. Next term. Slipknot, <laughs> Slipknot. <laughs> and you know,
1: I wasn't really into metal and rock at that point yet. Yeah. You know, but so what, what I was, what was like, your first and impression? It's like it was like, I was like a slap in the face. Can what I ask you what your
0: first impression was from the first Slipknot gig to the second one?
1: First was just shock. I was just like, what is this what is going on I was scared <laughs> I was like oh my god I'm gonna be in a mosh pit something's <laughs> <laughs> gonna happen to me but obviously you know nothing happened to me yeah, or whatever and it wouldn't like anyway but um second gig because it was download and you know when it was jump the fuck up
0: so Slipknot have a song called Spit It Out and every time they do it live they break down a section where he, he get, they, they break it down it's just a snare doing like a marching thing it goes on yeah. and on and he speaks to the audience and he makes them all crouch down on their knees. Yeah. And then he proceeds it with a 16 bar thing where he just does a little rap or a little breakdown. And that, that sort of little verse section ends with everybody jump the fuck up. And all the audience at once. We were there yeah. 100,000 people yeah. on their knees jump the fuck up. Everyone that, rose. That's another that's skill of good singers, isn't it? It's how you. you crowd deal control. With,
2: yes. Crowd well, that's
1: performing, really, to me. I yeah. think he's a great front man. I think he can really with his voice and I do like I, I agree with you about he's got like this commanding kind of tone yeah. you're like okay Cory fine I'm listening you know yeah, yeah. kind of you like want to listen to him I'm sold. so I was just second gig I was it was powerful and I was I was ready to listen mm. I was like okay go on wait and tell me yeah.
0: you have said previously we've discussed this about his technique now yeah. his technique is frowned upon in the singing community, is, right? What can is. you tell us why? You'd yeah, have to get so, overly technical, but just just tell us what your thoughts so are. So in
1: a nutshell, mm, um, most vocal coaches think that his distortion technique is unhealthy.
0: Okay, it's not sustainable?
1: Apparently not.
0: Mm. But yet he's been doing it for twenty years. I know. That's the crazy thing, isn't it? He's I like the, know. The, the, Makes the, you
1: think.
0: the 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 songs on the albums don't yeah. lie. He can, he's I consistently know. done it.
2: Well, I, know. I, I have a, a, t something I say about rock and roll. It's, it doesn't have to be right; It has to be good. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, absolutely. That's rock and and roll. I appreciate his tone, and I I actually really like it. I've got you know that my students sing Slipknot songs, yeah. and. Yeah. Um, I absolutely love it. I think I think he's got this really distinctive tone. Yeah, like
0: yeah You can really. hear
1: Corey when Corey's singing. You know, yeah. like, he
0: yeah, is Corey. Um, I'm going to put a few Slipknot songs in. I'm going to put in um, Dead Memories. I'm going to put in a song by Stone Sour called Through Glass because nice. his vocals are beautifully haunting on there. Um... Ooh, Slipknot, I'll do another Slipknot one. I'll do Psychosocial because his his he's got this beautiful sing slash shout where he shouts but with notes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. he does that really well on Psychosocial. So those three will be in the playlist. Um, that's the fifth one's done. She we move to number four? Dash, who is your fourth top rock vocalist?
1: Freddie Mercury. Imagine. Oh, yes. Amazing. So, I mean... I'm always kind of lost for words when it yeah. comes to Freddie Mercury because <clears throat> it's just Freddie Mercury like what what can you say there one of the greatest frontman and front uh, singer's front singers I'd say I say the rock it all world, time yeah all, all time. time just favorite performer of mine probably you know Oh uh, yeah
2: Go on. Well I'd say that as a frontman he's the best Yeah, what I like, the best ever by Absolutely. far yeah, yeah. Right, because uh, how many people could be standing in front of a crowd at Wembley Stadium and
0: have them and just the and just
2: saying, no, "I'm going to make you sing, I'm going to make you cry, I'm going to make you laugh, yeah. I'm going to make you yeah. shout," and it's is totally in control? And also, I I never seen any singer or any performer who felt so comfortable in that position.
1: Yeah, he was in. His like it's like
2: yes, something. like yeah, 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 like when he would dress as the Queen. It's like I am the queen, you know. That's it. I I I rule here on the stage, and I I, I rule my crowd. It was totally in charge. So, uh, yeah. You know, although we talk a lot about, you know, we're talking about the techniques and how people sing, and and we're talking about the vocals, but talking about the the persona. For me, he was flawless. He was like yeah. the yeah. number one on stage, the best one, and and obviously he brought loads of, I don't know. Dash can talk about that. He he had some kind of classical training, didn't he? Or,
1: oh yeah, it He's sounds like operatic, isn't it? Well, yeah. actually, you know. So what I've got oh, in my notes preparation. She's
2: got notes. Bloody oh. pro she is there. Yeah, she's <laughs> pro. She's got notes.
1: <laughs> so apparently, he didn't really have any kind of. Formal training. His mum used to tell people that he would just put on vinyls and sing. Now I don't know that well, he was
2: probably listening like, to opera as well. True. Yeah,
1: but he was like training almost like himself.
2: He was a good piano player, which helps. Oh know? yeah, I
1: mean he was a not phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal piano player, I think personally, yeah. because there's one thing to be just technically good in, you know, at playing piano, but there's another thing when you have to do it in front of eight thousand people. And sing and Amp perform yeah. and make sure that audience is still with you. It's it's like Whilst you know, drinking your fourth
0: pint like, of beer, yeah. it's
1: just absolutely another <laughs> level.
0: I so, think yeah. he was just very. I think he was compelling to watch. I think that yeah, almost in a different way to Corey Taylor, but with with the same description, you could only ever focus on him. Yeah. when you're watching yeah. it. And that's a that's not a disservice to the rest of Queen because the rest of Queen all played their part. We've and done our good Queen episode. But Freddie just holds the mantle for being the one whose attention the audience needs to have. And that's what he wanted. He wanted to be a performer. Yeah. He wanted to... Uh, I will try and remember the quote before we get on, but he said... um Someone said to him, oh, Freddie, you're never going to be a singer or something. And he said, no. singer? I don't want to be a singer. I want to be a legend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. it's something, I know I've got that quote wrong, but it's something it's along so those dumb. lines, yeah. Um, Freddie, I mean, huge loss. And what the thing was, it, it, the other thing is that he kept writing, singing and performing until maybe two years before his death mm. in 93. I think it was when he
2: knew he was dying yeah and that was the only
0: going. time he stopped when he knew that he said right well I've only got a few like a year to live um, I'm gonna live this I'm just gonna stop singing for a bit but he carried on all the way that's why Queen were able to make an album after his, he died because he had so many demos recorded he was just always singing always writing um, but yeah fantastic yeah. Yeah. Uh, any songs uh, Dash for playlist
1: I would go with well my favourite is Somebody to Love I just love this yeah, song yeah just with oh. all my heart, I love this one. And I really love I Want to Break Free as well. Yeah. It's just such a powerful performance. And he had this raw emotion in his voice. Distortion, you know. I really loved it. And his projection was just yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, any
0: songs, Felipe, your favourite Queen vocal performance?
1: Mm.
0: I'll stick yeah, in Seven Seas more. of Rye, So I like that one. Who Wants to Live Forever. Perfect. So you've got those four in the playlist. Uh, Felipe, your fourth favourite singer, please. Mm.
2: There's a guy you know. Um, John Fogerty from Credence. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, Credence, what a band to start with. But when you have a a band as good as them, and you have someone who stands out and is actually in charge of everything, like writing the lyrics and and the melodies and the chords, and... Playing the guitar to that level and singing to that level. Because in the albums, you don't hear that much of guitar soloing and stuff. But if you watch his live videos, he's a great guitar player. Yeah. So excellent like frontman, Knows how to deal with the crowd as well. Uh, totally in control of his voice. And still mm. going. Still singing. Mm. That's what I was going to really say, well. yeah.
0: I think I find his voice to be one of the most distinctive voices in rock and roll. Yes. Um it's just got that. T- it, what's the technique dash? Is it twang? I want to know. Yeah, Have it you
1: is. Ever- it's just- nasally twangy, yeah. forward, bright. It's just, and but distorted. it's so distinctive. Na- you can the just
2: nasally twangy. Yeah, the nasally, nasally
0: twangy. But it's just distinctive. You hear that and you know it's him. And the only reason that you might not recognise the song is because it's not a credence song. It's one of his own. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I mean, he's a fantastic vocalist. Commands the audience as well. Yeah. And, really but, but what's different with him is that he's behind, he's got a guitar. Yeah. It's not so easy to command an audience. You can sort of attest to this, Dash, that Corey Taylor and Freddie Mercury, they have the freedom of the stage and their microphone to go and do what they want. Well, One of my singers will talk well. about as well. Yeah. But John fogerty has got a guitar. He's got to have a mic stand. He can't go around the stage. Also, he, he is did, the, yeah. the soloist. Yeah. He doesn't have a guitar playing. He's about to play the solos for Yeah. Him. So you're in charge of all... The stuff but I'm saying he does yeah. all of that and still holds an audience, yeah, which is fantastic. Yeah, um, it is, yeah. Song recommendations,
2: mm. wow, Credence, pretty much everything. Yeah, <laughs> I'll um, we'll put the whole Credence oh, no, Okay, I'll say, um, um, Someday Never Comes. Okay, um, man, so many good songs. This is really
0: hard, uh, yeah, low die. Lodi, it's a good one. Have you ever seen The Rain as yeah, well? I think amazing. that's a nice vocal,
2: yeah. And
0: uh, what's the name of that song? That gospel ballad, I, you just effigy. I, f- I forgot, got the name of the great. song. When... <laughs> he... I'll remember, he's gonna remember, and we'll put it in the I'll remember anyway.
2: now. No, it's, it's gonna be here. G- give me, give me time. Oh, god, how did I forget that one? I have a problem with Creedness. I keep forgetting this stuff I like. Yeah, they're uh, one of his favorite bands. Yes, so exactly. Go and I've, yeah, because how <laughs> do I forget the name? You know, it's like it's just uh, as long as I can see the light. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay, so those Beautiful. songs are going
0: into the playlist. Yeah. Um, my fourth favorite uh, top. Oh, it's actually John Fogerty as well. Oh. Yep, so yeah, we done. <laughs> Should we spend another five minutes? No, no, no we can um, talk about him okay. forever. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I, I just like to add the song Effigy to the playlist. I
1: like Effigy um, Yeah,
0: "Penthouse Sports. Pauper" as yeah. well is a good one. So we'll have a few creepy yeah. ones in there for you. Um, okay, Dash, your third favorite top rock vocalist, please. Okay,
1: this is my top three. I love these guys. This matters now. the. Top I love three. these guys. Okay. M Shadows of Avenged Sevenfold.
0: Wicked. Avenged Sevenfold are one of my favorite bands, and they're one of yours as well, aren't I they? I love them. So I'm putting it. Back. Thank you for Not introducing <laughs>
1: them to me a few okay. years back. I absolutely love this band. Um, M Shadows. Okay, he's had lots of vocal training, Bad. and actually, my top three guys had the same vocal coach. Mm-hmm. Oh. Which is Ron Anderson, uh, and he's he coached Axl Rose as well. So basically, he just coached like big rock guys.
0: Mm okay he sadly passed away last year he sadly he? passed yeah. away
1: last year but he still has like i don't know if any other musicians vocalists watch us yeah are watching us you can guys go and uh, check out his website called voic Steck. that's like his method of singing we'll and put the link subscribe. in the show
0: notes we'll put the link in the show yeah. notes uh the link that dash said that yeah. you can check so it out. so he's
1: also coached Matt Heafy. of trivium, of trivium. Yeah. you know so yeah um i'm yeah. oh so much character in his voice so much um actually I'd say emotion as well yeah distortion power and he can scream as well like yeah. it's, it's not like scream like Corey Taylor scream.
0: no you're right it's, it's not it's much more like, controlled yeah it's much
1: more controlled there's much more. It's not just like, it's not just growling.
0: Yeah.
1: It's what's, screaming and singing.
0: Felipe doesn't know the band, but we showed him two what, songs before. What's
1: the
2: song you showed me on, uh, on the video?
0: Nightmare.
1: Nightmare. Yeah. the live
0: one.
2: Oh, no, the the the, the well, acid the one day on top of the uh, yes, yeah, so that was acid, the, rain, acid, yeah. acid rain. Yeah, we'll put that in the playlist. So uh, it's yes, yeah, this you know, I'm much more into classic rock, and I don't know those modern bands. Yeah. You know, uh, but because um, I'm old, basically, um, <laughs> but it's it's like um, I, I was quite impressed with how the chorus and the verse are completely different and if you actually showed me just the 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 recording i would think oh yeah i got two singers in the band right Oh
0: really? that's
2: how i thought i would think that it's like it's it's a different kind of voice he uses for the verse and the chorus yeah and uh and out of all the singers we're talking so far he seems to be the one who can do that better so it, it and i just want to point out that the fact that there's loads of people out there who think um Oh yeah, singing is all about emotion, and all the great singers in the world—you know—they they just have that special talent and feeling. Mm. But there's a lot of training behind all that of that. Cool. Even the guys who don't think they're training, though, practicing—they are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like maybe you don't have a vocal coach, but you—you know—playing the piano and trying to reach mm. the right notes. There's always a lot of practice involved, and there's this kind of myth that oh, for rock and roll, you just go out there and scream at the microphone, mm. and then you're going to be fine and not really you know yeah. there is preparation there is like a, a, you know warm-up exercise and other stuff and if you can be technically good and still deliver emotion that is a big thing as yeah. important yeah. yeah because basically what you do is like you go through the technical stuff in order to not have to think about techniques when you're performing right mm. yeah. so the, the better you are at technique, the the less you need to think of it. And I think that that's how he sounded like to me. Didn't You look at the yeah. video, he's comfortable. And I was like, I'm not struggling. Yeah, that's says, what I wanted to
0: say, yeah. yeah. His, as, as a guy who's been a fan of them since 2008, I think, I have heard... Well, his... you are born in 2008. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he thinks, you. Like, yeah, you don't know you, my opinion. You're not I know yeah, yeah. um, <sighs> I've heard his voice get better and better and more solid through each album that's come out. He's always had the character in his voice. What we love about him, he's always had that personality, that raspiness, that distortion. But as each album's gone on, you've just heard him get to another level of I want to say comfort within that technique, control, control and comfort. Yeah. Because I would put, I would put in a song in the playlist called uh, "Trashed and Scattered" from the City of Evil album, two thousand and six. Mm-hmm. But I'd also put in a song from the stage called "The Stage," two thousand sixteen. Yeah. Ten years later, they're both incredible vocal performances. But the stage, the one ten years later, is just far superior. Yeah. But it's not that the other one's bad.
1: Yeah, exactly. I know it? what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. And. Uh... When we saw them live Oh god, yeah. I just to me as a singer, like it's important to see how the singer of the band is gonna perform it live, whether they've got control life, mm-hmm. how they're gonna you know, combine it all with interacting with the crowd, etc., etc. And he does it so well, and you can tell he knows how to hold his posture properly, so he doesn't like, I don't know, get out of breath whilst you know jumping around the stage. He's got it, like, mm-hmm. sussed you know. And he actually said that he spent more time in vocal training than with his family. <laughs> like, yeah, you know,
0: well, it's his job, isn't it? End. He's got a sort so of
1: There you go. Um-
0: Three or a few Avenged songs. This band is a... too many. It's hard. When you say the band name quickly, it's hard to pronounce. So this is Avenged Sevenfold. Um, So you'll see that in the play. Avenged Sevenfold. Yeah. Um, Any songs, Dash, to put in?
1: So many for me, to be honest with you. Hail to the King for the projection of it. You know. I just love Buried Alive. That's probably my my favourite. That's my favourite tune. I think. I'd like to
0: add in the stage, so I'll put the that stage, in. Stage, yeah.
1: afterlife,
0: afterlife, okay.
1: Gunslinger, I mean, that's enough.
0: Love <laughs> we'll yourself, five out. good enough, yeah. <laughs> We're going to listen out. to the rest. Um, excellent. So, uh, Felipe's number three top rock vocalist. All
2: right. Uh, so far, we had Americans and English guys, isn't we
0: Yes. Am I right? Yeah. Well, oh,
2: Freddie wasn't born in England.
0: No, he was British overall. Yeah, yeah you're
2: right. Another British, but Scottish guy this time. Dan McCafferty from
0: so that's Dan McCafferty of Nazareth.
2: Nazareth, yeah,
0: yes. excellent. Tell us why. Is so unique. Yeah, it's, it's like I don't. Thing is, uh,
2: it was they were probably one of the first rock bands I ever listened to because my dad is a big fan, and and it was like I was really young and it was like you've got to listen to Nazareth, you've got to listen to them. So, like, yeah, but why? It's like I was, you know. I was a young kid at school yeah. no, one, no one was listening to rock so now this this band is the real deal and it, and it gave me an album and i was listening to that cd the whole day and it's like fucking amazing i mean yeah. the guy's great i mean the uh, thing is his voice is aggressive and it's not clean at all it's not like a mm-hmm. typical trained kind of voice although i think it has got loads of technique but he can sing the ballads. In a slightly aggressive way, which it's it's
0: yeah, wait. you know, it's
2: unexpected to me, and I, and I, I, we were listening to some. Obviously, you can. I mean, the best the best introduction is to listen to the songs, really. And I, I showed you guys a couple of songs, a couple of my favorites. One of Are them they is, the ones you want in the playlist, yes. So tell us now. This yeah. fly tonight, which is a, sort of a ballad, but it's a, it's it's kind of a hard rock ballad. Yeah, and Razamanas is like a fast paced rock song, and it he, he just sings really fast. I don't know how he breathes in that song. It's just amazing. <laughs> and the other one became kind of a really famous uh, recording of Love Hurts, which is a, uh, it's a Roy Orbison song oh, okay. they covered. And they it's one of those cases, uh, they made it better than the original. And,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and his vocals in that song are like... It's just amazing. Yeah. And it's, it, I, I feel like I want to cry every time I listen to it. It hurts. Yeah, <laughs> Love hurts, and his vocals good hurt rock. in a good way. <laughs> good rock and roll should hurt. Yeah, good good rock and roll should hurt. It should change your life, but yeah. not necessarily for the better. Yeah, exactly. There's so much emotion in it. And it's still, it's not
0: like, you know, the clean pop kind of vibe that people do in ballads. Well, I heard, when you, show, when you showed me those songs, I heard Dio mixed with Axl Rose.
1: Hmm, and I thought but at the
0: same time I know the song My White Bicycle my dad used to play that Nazareth song right? and his voice is so different to the three you've just suggested he's so versatile he can adapt now I don't know Nazareth by any means I know five songs but from those five songs the four he said and the one that my dad showed Mm -hmm. me I can already hear the versatility in this guy's voice, the aggression in some of the heavier songs, the control and power and emotion in the ballady songs, yeah. and the weirdness of the My White Bicycle vocal. <laughs> you know, I just, yeah.
2: he just seems to have it, have it all. But is not it the definition of rock and roll? You can't Musical do whatever. freedom,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Um, right, so move on to my third favourite rock vocalist. And we are going for the singer, the second singer of Iron Maiden, Mr. Bruce Dickinson. Um I've seen Iron Maiden, I think, five or six times in my lifetime, and funnily enough, there seems to be a pattern with my singers, don't they? It's the ones that command the stage and have control over the audience and looks like they know what they're doing. The one thing I can't stand is a singer who just stands there and singing for the sake of it and looks uninterested, or even if they look interested. I want to see something. You're on a stage to thousands of people. I want to see that this means something to you. And watching Bruce run okay. from side to side of the stage yeah, and jumping just, and sprinting. Yeah. Um, I mean, forget his performance side of it. His vocals are incredible as well. Um, if you listen to any of those albums from the 80s, Number of the Beast, Power Slave, he has some incredible vocal performances yeah, on there. Agreed. Yeah, da-
1: absolutely.
2: Yeah, I, I bet Dash has got a lot to say about him. But I want to yeah. say one thing. I saw them live uh, only once, and I'm not an amazing fan, because I'm not a heavy metal fan. Right? Yeah. I, I don't listen to heavy metal uh, at all. Uh, I listen to some hard rock stuff, classic rock. I'm not really into metal. Uh, but uh, I went to Rockin' Here back in the day. i it 1999 or 2000? 2000
0: 2001.
2: Something? You know, because there's do, a live album, yeah. 2001. 2001. Yes, I'm going to mention that. So I went to see them because I, I wanted to, to go to Rock and was Like everyone was going, so it's like, I'm a rock fan, I need to be there. Yeah. And there wasn't any particular band that was like, oh, I I want to spend my money with that. But so I say, I'll go to the heaviest day, the proper rock, because they have some pop acts and yeah. some stuff. You know, I'm going to the heavy metal day. And there was Sepultura, Rob Halford and um, and Iron Maiden. I was like, okay, cool. When they walked on stage and started to start with, the performance is amazing, but the vocals were definitely my favorite part of the whole show
0: because
2: everyone talks about you know the the visuals and the guitar solos, but he was also amazing. The
1: visuals. is, but he was
2: spot on, he was was running from one side to another at some point. He jumped into something, I was like, (laughs) dude, you're jumping and singing, at the same time and running. It's like. He had total control. Didn't it like It was like a two-hour gig. Didn't struggle at all. Yeah. And it's like his uh, obviously technique is there, but it's just the way he delivers it, the way he communicates with people. And uh, yeah, he does get people to sing. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the microphone the Bon Jovi thing with the microphone, or whatever. <laughs> but uh, I don't think it's because he can't hold the notes or whatever. No, he
0: can't. That's, his, he, that's part of his showmanship. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just dash thoughts amazing. on Bruce.
1: Oh, Bruce is great. Uh, we watched documentary.
0: Didn't we did, we? yeah, Flight Six Six Six. And
1: uh, he he just amazed me. I think uh, I think he's a really great person as well. He, I I really admire his personality. But vocally, I think his stamina is just on another level. And out of all my singers, I mean Freddie as well. Obviously, Freddie had amazing stamina as well. But Bruce, uh, he's got all these really high notes, and he holds them so well and he runs and jumps <laughs> and it doesn't sound even like he's getting out of breath or
2: anything yeah yeah that's so sort of shocking so but... that
1: says it all you know there's just so much control so much stamina and uh like Lars says, I just love how he communicates it to the audience He's you can feel his energy like you can literally when you watch him he's just like you know he he, he, he does all these Three big gestures yeah. as well. I love that. I feel like there's just so much energy coming out of him. He's it's actually very... also
0: just recovered recently from throat cancer. Yeah. Um, when I say recently, I mean three or four years ago, I think. But he suffered. He wrote the 2016 album, uh, The Book of Souls. He recorded that, having just received treatment for throat cancer, I believe. Oh, so, wow. And he's come out on the other side and released another album since then. And his vocals have not taken a hit.
2: Right. Just say something. You know when people defend the use of lip-syncing in gigs like yeah. oh you
0: know what yeah because you know
2: especially pop singers oh because they're dancing and singing so they can't sing live for the whole gig <laughs> yeah. yeah tell bruce that tell you that know, to like, yeah it's like you know uh yeah. you know we, we just mentioned freddie and bruce and uh to a certain extent axel rose can do that as well yeah, he, yeah. He, he you know it might not be on the top of his game now but he can still yeah. run and sing so there's no excuses no, for not it's, doing it's,
0: your job properly, right? The is the proof. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Iron Maiden songs I'll put in the playlist. Uh, I'd like to put my favourite ha- Iron Maiden songs called Hallowed Be Thy Name. Um, the vocals are great on there. Ace is High and Rime of the Ancient Mariner from the Power Slave album. And I'll stick in one from a recent album so you can hear that as well. I'll put in Empire of the Clouds from the Book of Souls album, I think. And um, we, we pointed up here earlier because the Rock in Rio show that Felipe's talking about, uh, Felipe got the drumstick. So for our visual viewers, this is Nico Brings drumstick and Felipe kindly yes. gifted this to me. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's Bruce Dickinson.